you ask questions that, that no one else asks, and you're allowed to ask them because <laughs> you're given the platform. And so thank you for no. taking so much time, and it's good to see your career come full circle. Well, I appreciate you saying that. But thank you. What's up, Dallas? Welcome back to another episode of Out of Character. I'm your host, Ryan Satin, and we are here with The Miz. Thank you so much for doing this today. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me, and thank you, everyone, for joining us for an incredible weekend. I mean, you have so much going on. You have WWE Access. We have, we have SmackDown. Then you have day one of WrestleMania. Not to mention, in the morning, we got Stand and Deliver with NXT. Then day two on Sunday, Monday Night Raw. Wrapping it all up, I am excited about the whole week. I'm also excited about the whole week, and I'm really excited for your match because I loved what you did with Bad Bunny last year. I felt like that match was, was one of those show-stealing matches, and so now you've got Logan Paul on your team. So you're really like the celebrity goat. Oh! You know what's amazing? People boo Logan Paul, but, but why? Like, so Logan Paul, like Logan Paul, okay. <laughs> Does he suck though? Because he went, he went the distance with pound for pound the greatest boxer that we've ever known. Like, and he's not, and he's not even known as like a professional boxer. So then you sit there and say, oh yeah, but that was rigged. But it wasn't. Like he went, he went the distance, and everything he does, it becomes successful. He has a YouTube show. He has a podcast. He he comes in. I, I honestly think tomorrow at WrestleMania, when you watch our match against the Mysterios, you're gonna go. I still don't, pro you're probably gonna go, I still don't like this guy, but my God, he did really good. Well, how, like, how he's much? He's a natural. How much have you guys been training together? A lot, like a lot. Like I've, I've had him in the ring like uh, for a long time and like everything I show him, like I'll be like, all right, here's how you kind of lock up. And most of the time when you show someone a lock up, it, it takes a couple times, a couple takes to get it. First one, I'm like, you just go like this. He did it on the first try. Showed him a skull crushing finale, first try. Showed him like, I've been showing him moves that I was like, uh, I don't know if, if he should be doing these, like moves that I don't even do. He's like showing me stuff and he's like, can I, can I try this one? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't even do that move. Like <laughs> I, I don't even attempt that one. And so there, there's just things that, that he wants to do and he's athletically gifted. Like he is a, a, like an athlete and he knows our business and what we do like we tell stories, we, cr we, we create characters, and you want a character? Like anyone that can go into the ring and be more hated than me, I <laughs> applaud you. I applaud you because that's very difficult to do. I'm very, I have a punchable face. I know I have a punchable face. And I, you've used it for 20 years in WWE <laughs> and will continue to do so. But he walks into a ring and it is just, even in Cleveland, I was like, we're in our hometown. Like you don't get booed in your hometown. We do. <laughs> Well, I think that people underestimate how much people love to boo both Pauls. Like, Jake Paul is, like, my favorite boxer I know, just because I want to see him get beat up. Like, I've been dying to but see him. you haven't. Him. I know. You haven't. And I love it. He's, like, a real heel in boxing right now, and he's, like, the most compelling boxer, in my opinion. So, similarly with Logan Paul, like, I like that they kind of rub people the wrong way, but they're still succeeding all the time, regardless of what people want to think work. about them. It's hard work dedication. Yeah. Like, as much as people don't like them, you have to respect their work ethic and what they put involved. Like. Logan's not just coming in here going, I want to be a WWE superstar. Just throw me in a ring, show me a couple a couple moves here and there. No, he's like, how do I do this? How, how, why, why am I here? He's asking all the right questions. He's like a sponge. He's like taking it all in, observing it, coming back the next day and going, all right, so I got that down. But when I'm doing this, why am I doing this? Or why am I here? What? Like there's a lot that, that 
everyone really doesn't know what we have to do. Like we make this look really easy, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, in the video that was posted in the training session, uh, he definitely looked impressive in the, in the small little bits that they showed him. But at the end of the video, you said that you think he's going to stay around after WrestleMania. I think he could if he wanted to. Do you think he will? Uh, if we win, we'll go after the tag team championships. For sure? I, I, I would like to. Okay. <laughs> like, could you imagine Logan Paul and myself as, like, the most must-see tag team champions? Well, I want to see if he does stay around. I want to see full circle. I want to see you and Logan versus Bad Bunny and Ray. Oh, wow. That, right? Wouldn't that be a good, that'd be a good one, right? A good celebrity match, right? Fantasy booking in the middle of access. I like it. There you go. Uh, so since you get these celebrity matches, I feel like it shows that Vince really does have a trust in you at this point to make sure that these matches get handled properly. Do you think that's accurate to say? Um, I think, I think maybe, sure. I think a lot of people get the celebrity, celebrity matches as well. I mean, Sami Zayn has Johnny Knoxville in, uh, which is going to be absolute mayhem, in my opinion. I don't know what's going to happen, but if you're in a jackass-like type match, you know things are going to happen. Yes. It's, it's fun. It's, it's exciting. They bring a whole new element to WrestleMania, and people are like, oh, but they're taking a spot from a WWE superstar. It's like, look, our job is to get that spot, and if we don't get that spot and we bring in somebody else to give us more audience, more, like, as much as people are like, oh, I don't like Logan Paul, he has an entire audience that, that doesn't maybe aren't fans of WWE, but might watch WrestleMania and go, now I'm also a fan, now I want to watch even more. So that's what they bring. They bring a whole new element to WrestleMania. Yeah, uh, people underestimate how popular Logan Paul is with kids, I feel like. He is like big massively time. over with children. Like when you see how many kids love his YouTube channel and all that kind of stuff, like he's a big deal with all that. I'm looking at some of the kids out there going, uh-uh, uh-uh, <laughs> I like JoJo Siwa. She beats you at Dancing with the Stars. I like her. All right, well, I'll skip ahead to that because I was going to get to that. But uh, I feel like JoJo's- I'm just giving you all the gems. <laughs> I'm like, all right, move on to the next, move on to the next. Here's how we do it. <laughs> well, I feel I'm like- Keeping uh, you going, buddy. I know, I had to scroll past. I wasn't there yet. But uh, when, when it first got announced, the cast, I felt like from the beginning that JoJo Siwa was going to be the hardest competition. Oh, when I heard JoJo Siwa was cast on Dancing with the Stars in my season, I went, no! No, it's like it was like my worst nightmare. Like I was scared of an 18-year-old girl. Like, <laughs> like I was really scared because she's was on Dancing Moms and like she's danced her entire life, and I'm competing against her. It'd be like someone coming out of the audience and being like, "All right, let's compete and have the who see who has the better match." Like, let's see who's a better wrestler. Day one, like you're not going to compete. It's not fair at fair. all. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh man," but I'll tell you what. Meeting JoJo, I've met JoJo uh, before actually at a celebrity softball game. Sweetest girl, um, just hardworking, dedicated to her craft. And honestly, you think like, since she had so much experience that she'd be like, ah, yeah, I'm gonna do great at this. She worked even harder to be even better. Um, and man, like the first time she came out, the first dance, she like, her, her pro fell, like Ooh. slipped on Ooh. her dress and fell. JoJo picked her ass up <laughs> and literally like, like, let's keep going. And like, didn't miss a beat. Like if that would have happened to me, I'd have been like, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm just, I'm kicking, I'm dancing. But yeah, uh, yeah, she did a really good job. And honestly, Dancing with the Stars was very difficult. Like, it seems hard, the dances you guys are learning. It is, like learning the Foxtrot, Argentine Tango, Paso Doble. I'm sorry, those aren't normal dances. No. Like, I body roll. Like, at a <laughs> wedding, like, I can do the robot, sure. But these are completely different art, completely different thing. And not only that, but you, you practice and then you go and then you have to get it on point with the music 
you have to get the dances correctly, and you have three professional ballroom judges looking at everything you're doing, dissecting everything you're doing. So you're like, I mean, it's it's all stacked against you. So um, to even go out there and be on the dance floor, anyone that does it, I applaud them. Like even Martin Cove, who literally didn't do anything. Like Martin <laughs> Cove didn't even practice. Like he was just like, I'm just gonna go out there and just have fun. And if you like it, great. If you don't, vote me off. <laughs> he was the first one to go, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he like he like put himself in a body bag, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> what was the hardest one to learn? Um, the one I wanted to do the the most was the uh, the uh, the Paso Doble. That was the one that I've always watched and loved the just the artwork, the frame of it, and uh, I really wanted to do well. And it was Halloween, so they were like, "Hey, what would you like to be?" And I'm like, "I could be anything." And they're like, yeah. I was like, can you put me as Hellraiser? Like, I've seen people be Freddy. I've seen people be Jason. I'm a huge 80s, like, like horror film type kind of guy. And so they were like, yeah, what would you like to be? I was like, I want to be Hellraiser. Can you put up just a bunch of freaking like, like nails in my in head yeah, yeah. and just go? And they're like, yeah, we'll do that. But you realize how much makeup you're going to put on. My, uh, my pro, Whitney, did not want to do it. She's like, I don't want to be bald. Like, I'm like, you have to be bald. Like, you just have to. She's like, it's I don't want to It's part of the gimmick, dude. It's yeah. like, if you're going to go full force, you have to. Like, she was going to do it up until the day of. I go, look, we're all in. we got to be all in. Because she's used to flipping her hair, and the hair's a whole, it's a whole character. Yep. You know, and when you're dancing. And to take it away, she was like, oh, man. But we took it away. We did six hours of, uh, of makeup, which nobody likes doing on the day of, uh, especially when you have to memorize a dance and get it all perfectly choreographed. Uh, the worst part about it was, by the way, there was a move that I did like in the entrance of the dance. Like I come up like this. It was the hardest move to do and you don't even see it because oh, no. all the camera saw was me popping up like this. But I'm like laying back on my knees and I have to use all my, like, oh, wow. my leg muscles to push myself up. But you don't see that. Like where you have him bent status? And yes. Oh my God. I'm fully down. I was like, man, I might use this for WWE. <laughs> but it's just really hard. Uh, which, so. okay, wait, did the, did the genie makeup or the scar makeup take less Gen than that? Genie took the longest time. And the problem with the genie makeup was I said, I want to take this back to my girls, like at home. Like they don't get to go to the, 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 um, the dance floor, the taping, because they'll just run around the dance floor while the show's going yes. on. And because they don't listen to me. Like, I'm the Miz, two-time Grand Slam champion. Toddlers don't listen. They don't mind. Monroe and Madison could care less if I've won, how many titles I've won. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, like, so when I was Genie, I was like, I'm taking this home to my daughters. Like, they're going to see me as Genie. So I went home, and the guy, the makeup artist, Brian, was like, yeah, I'm following you home. And I'm like, no. He's like, I have to get this stuff off of you. You won't be able to get it off. I'm like, oh. I'll get the stuff. It's makeup. All right, dude. It's makeup. I'll get it off. <laughs> it took two weeks to get off. No. Two weeks to get that makeup off. What? And the next day I had to be Scar. So they put, I had blue makeup on. Luckily I had to like put that paint on. Yeah. That paint was easy to get off. Scar's makeup was easy. Like Genie, two weeks to get that blue off. Is that because you didn't let the guy take it off? Yes. <laughs> oh, but it was well worth it because my daughters got to see me as Genie. That video is the most adorable video yeah, of you, like, dancing around with them If you haven't stuff. seen it, it's on Instagram. It's on TikTok. It's a good, tick, I love TikTok. You seem to be newly obsessed with TikTok. I'm a ticker and a talker, I'll <laughs> tell you what. I like it because, like, it's not just, like, doing this. You know? Like, it's not just a selfie. 
like you can actually edit things and actually be creative. And yes. so that's what I like about it. I like it that it's more creative and I can use my creativity with it. That's absolutely why I like TikTok more too. I was trying to explain that to Kofi yesterday because he thinks he was saying that he feels like TikTok is all just young kids dancing on there. And I was trying to explain that really. it's only like that in, like, in the, when you first download it and then it starts to figure you out. And he, then he thought I was a TikTok salesman and, and uh, he tried to get past I'll it. I've been trying to sell it to all of them. They just, they don't get it. It's tough, dude. It's and tough. if they don't get it, that's fine because it's more followers for me. <laughs> but you do so good on there. Like I'm amazed at like how on top of those trends you are. Like you're oh, really I've good at it. I got a person. You got a person that helps person you with it? I got a person that literally like tells me do this trend, do this trend, do this trend. Do it now, do it like this, do it like that. Like I have I have guidance in the, in the social media realm or else it'll take over my life. <laughs> That's so smart. Yeah. I remember I saw, I was at SmackDown and I saw you and Maurice filming a TikTok backstage and I was like, I respect just the hustle that they're just back here making like, using that time to make TikToks and grow their following and bring more fans into WWE. Well, I look at it as, okay, it's a platform where you can showcase exactly what you're doing and what I think followers want, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, is to see you and your normal, average, everyday life, but also you could use it to promote things like Ms. and Mrs., WWE. Like, it's a great source of showing like, hey, I have Ms. and Mrs. coming out in June. Season three, everyone, is coming back Woo! Uh, in Give June. It up. Thank Give you. Give it up. Yeah, please watch. I believe it's going to be right after Raw. I don't know if they have a time yet or anything like that, but I think it is going to be Mondays after Raw, but I'm oh, yeah. not sure. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, don't June. Don't pick that up, Dirt Sheets. June, uh, June is going to be insane. And uh, yeah, you'll see my entire social media posts about Ms. and Mrs. because we're absolutely proud of that show. Like, it has brought our family completely together. The only time my dad wants to come to my house in LA is if we're filming Ms. and Mrs. That's it. I think that also with TikTok, it kind of like does the work for you because it finds people who are already interested, might already be interested in what you're doing. And it's good at like, rather than Instagram where it doesn't necessarily find those people. So I like that it kind of groups people together and builds sure. communities for sure. All right, let's go to wrestling a little bit. Uh, when I had AJ Styles on this show recently, uh, he said that he thinks you're the best heel in all of wrestling. What, wow. do, you, what do you think when you hear that? Yeah. Right, that's a good, you guys agree? Do you want Mike's answer or the Miz's answer? I want your answer, Mike's answer. Mike's answer, okay. Mike's answer is, uh, that's a, it's an honor, honestly. Like, uh, ever since the first time AJ stepped foot into WWE, I was like his first competitor, like the first person to go up against him. And as soon as, sometimes you can, you can feel it. You just know a person in WWE. Now everyone can be like, yeah, it, well, it's AJ Styles. That doesn't always happen when people come from outside of WWE into WWE. Yep. It takes a lot of hard work, dedication, and a special person, and, a, and, and a, a special superstar. And as soon as I got in the ring with AJ, I was like, oh, he's gonna be something in WWE. Like, he's going to be one of the biggest stars out there. Just, you could feel the energy, you could feel the passion, you could feel the, just the electricity that, is sur that surrounds a person, aura, you know, and, and, and so you just know, and I, I knew right away, um, but yeah, like anytime someone says, ah, oh, he's a great heel, he's a great bad guy, it's like, yeah, but like the reason why is because everything I do, I, I feel like I have motivation. And sometimes people just do things just to do it. The Miz doesn't, like I do things, like the reason I don't like Rey Mysterio is because he gets cheered and he can cheat. He's allowed to do all these bad things in a ring, why? Why is he allowed to do all these bad things in the ring, but I'm not? But I get booed for it. Like, why is that? 
Like, and you see me getting hot about yes. it because it's aggravating. Like, why am I not cheered? Why? Now, granted, you all cheer me here because I'm the one here. But if Ray was here, you'd be booing the hell out of me. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There it is. But you know what I mean? Like, so, so there's always motivation behind everything the Miz does, as as a character and as as me. So every time I, I do something, I always think, why am I doing this? What is the reason? What is the cause? And usually it pisses off the audience. Yeah, I mean, I think that you working in entertainment helps with that because you're, you're finding the motivation for your character where it's, it's authentic to you and it's honest to you, but... I mean, but, it's acting 101. Yeah, like, exactly. As soon as you go to acting school, that's the first thing you teach. Yep. What do you want out of this scene? Yes, exactly. So it, you kind of take that, like, as soon as I started wanting to be a, a WWE superstar back 20... Two years ago, maybe, I went to UPW Ultimate Pro Wrestling in uh, in uh, in LA, and then I found an acting coach. I found in, uh, improv classes because all these things I felt will help me to be where I'm at today, and and they have. Yes, and I think character is so important, dude. I think like character is the most important because it's how people can connect to you somehow. You can bring any athlete in here, and you can teach someone the moves if they have the passion for it and they dedicate themselves. But the character is honestly the most hard to find because a lot of times it's like, all right, who are you? Like, I'll, I'll go down to like, uh, to NXT. And the, my first question is, all right, like, who are you? Give me, give me a one sentence on who you are. And they'll be like, uh, uh, the first, the first thing shouldn't be, uh, mm -mm. first thing should be like, I am this person. Yep. I am this person. I am this and this, 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 and this. And here's why I'm going to make it to WWE. Yep. And here's why I'm going to do this, this, and this. Yep. These are the reasons, these are the motivations, these are who you are as a character. And it can't just be like, you know, it, it could be anything. Like, in, when I say character, it doesn't have to be a character, it could be just you. I'm, uh, I don't know, an amateur wrestler, I was fifth in state, and now I'm here in the WWE because I took that world by storm, and now I'm gonna take this world by storm. That kind of stuff, like, yep. that's all I need. That's all you need, oh, that's all you need, oh, yeah. there's the passion, there it is. That, that, that could be the character. Or it could be like, let me tell you something, brother, you know what I mean, it could be that. Yep. Ooh, yeah, it doesn't have to be that. Yep. But it can be. Yep, do whatever all, you want it to be. Exactly, you can be whatever you want it to be, but a lot of times, you'll go, da you'll go to a, a developmental territory, or someone will ask advice, and I'll go, oh, you're a wrestler, oh, what, what's your character? Uh, yeah, I don't know, I'm kind of this guy. No, you shouldn't be kind of. Shouldn't yep. be kind of. Yep. You should know exactly, if you want to be a WWE superstar, you better know exactly who you are going in there. Because guess what? When you get here, they're probably going to change it. <laughs> yeah. But they know you can find something yep. into it. So they'll give you something else and go, hey, we liked what you were doing here. Try this, try this. You know who I love um, that I watched go from here to here to here to here, and anything they threw at him, he'd just take it and go, okay. Who? Okay, I can do it. Who do you think? Do you have a guess? I was gonna think Chad Gable? Yes. I was, yes! Exactly <laughs> right. No, so Chad Gable first came in uh, with, uh, with Jason Jordan, yep. right? Amazing tag team, incredible. Didn't click, like didn't get to the upper echelons, yep. but, but won things and did stuff and was in there. Then they took him and said, all right, you're gonna be a singles better, you're gonna be Shorty G. And everyone was like, what? What? Honestly, sometimes it's just to see, like, I see something in you. Let's see if we can get something out of you. Yep. Let's see if we can find something that's different than everybody else. And most times uh, the fans or, or the critics will be like, why are they doing this? This guy went to the Olympics. Like, we're just trying to find something here. Yep. In my mind, that's what, what they're doing. So then he did it and he went, he, he took it and he like, I thought he did exceptional at it. He did. He, yeah. he didn't get to the upper echelons or whatever, but he took that character and made something out of it. And now you look at Chad Gable, 
guess what? He found his voice. He found his character. And now you look at him and you go, oh, wow, this is a moneymaker. Yep. Like, this character is a moneymaker. All the way. Like, I look at that and I go, he's, he's ready, he's prepared. Now he just needs the battles to work himself up, work himself up. And every time they, they, they take something and it's like, ah, you, you won't be doing this, you won't be doing that, just take it with a grain of salt. Be like, all right, no problem. Yep. Whatever you give me, I'm going to make it gold. And that's what he's been doing. And as he keeps doing that and doing that and doing that, we're going to see Chad Gable be a contender and a superstar and a, I think a main eventer, a person that put asses in seats. So I think if he keeps working at it and keep going and keep going, it's, he's going to be something even more special than he already is. Well, first, let's give it up for Chad Gable yeah. because I completely agree. He was here yesterday. And we were and we were talking about uh, you know you said something right there that kind of meant that reminded me of something he said in our conversation. You said like they see something in you but they want to get something out of you. And I think that's that is, that's kind of something that needs a little further explaining. You know because he was saying the same thing about Otis where like they they saw something in him but they're still trying to get something out of him. And I think that that's something that takes a lot of wrestlers a while to understand. I'll tell you what about Otis. Like a lot of people loved Otis as the as the uh, worm, you know, doing, you know, he was fun, he was exciting, he was funny. He was, there were so many dimensions in his character. So now you change Otis into this machine. And I was sitting on commentary the other week and watching Otis work as a monster, like as a person that is, that is big, bulky, and like not funny. But even when he, I, he clotheslined someone and he did his little, he, 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 you know, like, <laughs> but it wasn't goofy. It was it was scary, but funny, but like all the things that Otis is in a monster. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's it. like, and, and by the way, meanwhile, I'm going, and there's a clothesline. That was a very good clothesline from, from Otis. But in my back of my head, I'm going, ooh, like uh, Alpha Academy's got something here in Chad and Otis because Otis has found his monster calling, and now he can really work as a monster. Sometimes it takes time for a person to understand and, and know what the audience wants and what they need at a certain moment in time. Like, granted, you're all like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'll listen to an audience when I'm in the ring, and I'll be listening to you. If you're dead silence, I know what to do to get you up. If you are up, up, up in a way, like saying booing me, I know exactly what to do. Some people that begin don't know how to listen to an audience. So they learn how to listen to the audience through live events. Yep. So that's kind of how we listen, learn, and know. John Cena is bar none the best, the best at listening, knowing exactly what to do and how to get them out of the seat, whether they're booing or cheering, he knows how to get it. It's crazy. Like I remember the first time I got in the ring with Cena, he was like, listen, I'm like, I'm listening, dude. I'm listening. Like, I can hear. I can hear, but but I wasn't. Like, I was listening, but I wasn't hearing. And now I can hear and perform and do exactly what I need to do. I feel like another person who's really good at that is Triple H, who's like knows how to bring the crowd wherever oh he wants God. them to be. Uh, I saw your post on him where you were talking about how he gave you advice. Um, I was having trouble with the beginning of that uh, Bad Bunny match. I was trying to figure out, like, all right, like, I'm a WWE superstar. This is a celebrity. He's a, he's, he's, a, he's a music person. Like, he's coming into my world, and he's just going to be able to, to do things. It's like, and Triple H is the best at being like, yeah, but what, what if you do this? And I'll go, oh, and sometimes that's all you need. To, just a, 
a, a little bit of advice. And then he sat down with me for like 20 minutes. And after that 20 minutes, I knew exactly what needed to be done. And so we went out there and like just killed. And honestly, as much as I hate to say it, Bad Bunny did absolutely phenomenal that in that match. Hell yeah, like, right? Yeah. Like you can't, it takes four to make that match magic. And each person, even even uh, Damian Priest, like that's his first big match. And it's with a celebrity that doesn't really, like celebrities kind of get what they're doing, but they don't. So you have to be there, they're by their side, guiding them, force feeding them. And Damian Priest came in there, not only with ideas, but you know, sometimes you, you have a, an idea of where you're gonna go. And then when they go above and beyond that idea, it's like, oh, it makes it, your job so much easier. It's kind of like your job right now. Very much like, like my job right now. Yeah, you're I'm doing, doing nothing, nothing basically. I'm doing everything. <laughs> Um, but I, uh, yeah, absolutely what you were saying. And I honestly think that last year you guys basically set the new standard of, of what a celebrity wrestling match at WrestleMania is. Well, thank you. I think I think every time you know a superstar goes out there to perform, we're trying to set the bar. As much as people think like, oh yeah, you know on Raw they're just phoning. we never phoning in, never. There is never a time where there is not in-depth discussion about what's happening in a WWE ring, no matter it's SmackDown, Raw, NXT. WrestleMania, any other premium live event, we, there's so much thought that goes into everything we do, whether it's a 30-second match or a 45-minute match. Like, we're always thinking, always trying to elevate ourselves. Like, if I get 30 seconds in the ring, I'm trying to make it the best five-star 30-second match you've ever seen in your entire life, where you go, oh my God. Now, does it happen? Normally, no. <laughs> but you better believe I'm trying for it. Yeah. So let's go to Miz and Mrs. You talked about Miz and Mrs. a little bit ago. Last time we spoke, you talked about how you were possibly going to get a vasectomy. Now you've had it. What was that process like? Oh, man. Anybody else have a vasectomy out here? That uh, You don't have to. You don't have to. <laughs> uh, Silence. I'm the only one. Great. Well, we had two kids. And let me tell you, I love my kids to death. But it is, any parent out there, it is the hardest job in the world. Like any kid here right now, you should give your parents a hug because I didn't know how hard it was. I really didn't. I didn't I didn't give my dad and my mom credit, you know? But now I see my daughters doing things that I remember doing. <laughs> and my parents were so patient. And I'm like, I'm patient, but there's a limit. Like, there's one in a particular, limit. There's one in particular you can huh? think of that your oh, kid does that man. you used to do? Like, they repeat themselves. <laughs> I want McDonald's. And, and by the way, even if I say, Yes, you know what? You've been great today. We're going to McDonald's. I want McDonald's. I know you want McDonald's. We're going. I want McDonald's. We we're going. Like we are going to McDonald's. I promise. Like I prom. I'm driving there. I don't know what you want me to do. I want it right now. I know you want it right now. I wish I could give her. I wish I could push everyone out of the line and basically say, give my daughter her McDonald's. But you can't. So like those are like the little things that you don't you take for granted and like sleep. Like, I like my sleep, I really do. But my daughters, like, they like running in my bed and kicking me in the face and like, you know, like jumping up and down, they don't sleep. Like no one, like, like you don't realize, like kids, they don't sleep when you want them to sleep. Like it's eight o'clock at night, it's your bedtime. No, it's not. Well, I guess it's not because you win, I lose. That's what it is every time. But you love them to death. And going back to the vasectomy where I was like, you know what, like, I want to make sure I can be able to focus on 
my two loves, my daughters, Monroe and Madison, and be the best husband I can be, but I also want to pursue my dreams. Like a lot of times when you become a parent, you forget about the things that you wanna do because everything is invested in them. And granted, everything is invested in them, but I still want them to see me going after what I want because I want them to go after what they want. Yep. I want to be an example for them. Yep. So my wife and I were like, all right, we're done. I was like, all right, so who's doing it? <laughs> like, it was a conversation. Like, all right, who's doing it? I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll bite the bullet. Like, you shove these suckers out. Yeah, I was out, just gonna say that, yeah. yeah. I'll be, be <laughs> twice, you know? So I think, I think I can do the deed. So it's funny. So I'm, we're doing the, uh, I'm, I'm awake, by the way. The whole You're time? You're awake oh. the whole time. There's a sheet over me, and he's just kind of doing his thing, you know, with his, with his scissors. Is there a conversation going there's on? There's a scissors, by okay. the way. There's a scissors oh. right Near by the, Big I was going to say, yeah, that's right the by last place you want to have scissors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the last place you want scissors. By the way, so he's doing it, and he has glasses on, and his glasses I see just fall off. <laughs> And in my head, like, I'm numb. Like, I don't feel anything down in this area, but I see it. <laughs> and I'm like, did your glasses just fall in me? And he goes, nurse, uh, can you uh, get that for me? And the person grabbed the glasses and put it back on him. Oh my God. <laughs> and, in my, and in my head, I'm like, I hope those weren't on me, in me. Like, I really hope those weren't in me. But uh, honestly, you see like steam, like you see like, you hear that, oh. and you hear, you kind of feel the heat, but oh. you don't feel the heat. And you see the steam come up and you're like, wow, did oh. I make the right choice? Like, what if he misses? Oh. Like, what if he misses yes, and just chops it off? Yes, that's terrifying. Like, that goes through your head in those oh. situations. And then like, the, the recovery is like a week. Okay. And you just feel pressure. Oh. It's like, uh, I don't, I, it's hard to describe. It's just imagine a pressure. Okay. That's just someone's doing this. Oh. On and your all, stuff. Oh, on your stuff? Not even, yeah. just, oh. On your stuff the whole time. But it's not that 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 but stomach it's, it's, ache yeah. when you get kicked. It's just a pressure. That sounds uh, not fun. It's it's not fun, but uh, <laughs> now we have a lot of fun. <laughs> well, speaking of pain, uh, you know, what happened with your knee at WrestleMania Backlash? Torn MCL. Yeah, I, uh, first time I ever had anything happen. So uh, Damien went off the top rope and hit me with his kick. But as he hit, he kind of landed, like, it was just an odd, weird thing. Like, it wasn't Damien, it wasn't me. It was just a, a weird thing that happened where he fell, and he fell like this on my knee. He's 240 pounds, you know, like that on your knee. I just heard snap, and I was like, uh-oh. So, like, I was like, all right, do I stop this match here? And I was like, well, no, I'm The Miz. Like, I can, I can, I can do it. Yeah, give way, it up for that. By the way. So then, so then, like, I try to stand because, and I don't know if you ever had a turn MCL or ACL, but when you, you, it's like, it's like you're walking on a noodle. And I'm, all I'm thinking is, I don't know what it is. I know that my, I can, I can, my, everything's knee, but I had to do, I wanted to do a running knee. Uh, and I had to jump off of this, this oh. leg, which is the injured leg. Yeah. And I was like, well, if I'm really going to tear it, I'm really going to tear it right now. <laughs> Did it. Didn't end up doing that. Uh, we ended up getting to the finish. One, two, three. As soon as that got done, I was like, I, I, I was like, I hobbled to, I, I don't like seeing people seeing me injured, like ever, ever. It's, I always feel like a, you're a shark and whenever you, there's blood in the water, a shark will come and get it. And I don't like people seeing me weak, I guess you could say yep. in that, in that. And granted, it's probably your strongest you are, but I don't like that. So I went to, uh, I went to the trainer's room, everyone had to get out 
and they were like, it's either ACL, MCL, you're either out for eight weeks or you're out for a year. And went there, oh, that's a nerve wracking night. Yeah. Luckily I went to the place, they said it's MCL. I was like, good, thank you very much. And I was like, all right, how can I make this work? So I called John and John's doing the, 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 the drip stick. And he's like, dude, let's use the squirt guns and you can have a bucket, we'll use it. <laughs> like that's the, the genius of John Morrison. Like he just comes up with these out of the box thinking stuff that you literally would never think of. You'd be like, that's the stupidest thing you ever heard. <laughs> and he'll, and, and like we would talk about it to make it work. Yeah. And so we made that work. I was in a wheelchair for eight weeks and uh, it, it created a lot of fun. Like a lot of like just shenanigans. I like the stuff you guys were doing with Ricochet at that time. Yeah. It was super fun. You guys and Ricochet the most was the perfect opponent because he could do stuff off the off of my like off of my wheelchair. Yeah, it was great. So uh, you you talked about earlier. You talked about um, you want your kids to see you doing your dreams, following your dreams, making your accomplishments. But you've done a lot of your dreams already. You've accomplished a lot of the goals you had set in life. What are some of the goals you have now that you still want to set out and do? Um, be the biggest superstar I possibly be. Best dad you could possibly be. Uh, best husband I could possibly be. Uh, you know, I'd love to give more time to my family. You know, I, I've dedicated 20 years to WWE. This isn't like a retirement speech, but like, <laughs> you know, and this isn't me saying I want to work less. I just want to be able to manage and balance my life a little better uh, to make sure that I focus on what's truly, truly important. And those are those two little girls that I want to help mold and, and guide and, and, and learn and be there for. Um, so that's one thing. And then also like, I would love to get into movies, voiceovers, TV. Uh, my wife and I have a production company that we've uh, been developing shows. Um, and if you are a, in a developing shows, you know how hard it is to get a show on air. So hard. So to get Ms. and Mrs. on air was a success. And now we have a couple more shows that are in development that will hopefully make it that I can't talk about. I wish I could, but that's not ready to be talked about yet. But we have about three shows in development right now that could make it, hopefully, to television. Uh, we also, uh, I mean, hell, I want to play Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat, baby. Hell yeah. You kidding me? Ooh, yeah, we all want to see that, right? Yeah. You kidding me? Like, I have been working on my splits. I've been working on my kicks. Uh, have you actually been working on your splits? 100%. I call, so as soon as I saw that Mortal Kombat was out and there was no Johnny Cage yet, my name was literally trending worldwide, number one as may we want Mrs. Johnny Cage, I was like, if they want that to happen, I need to basically make sure that I am prepared and ready that if that opportunity presents itself, then I will be ready and focused. So I called my, uh, my, uh, my trainer that uh, helped me with Marine Six, okay. uh, working on like kicks and everything like that. I was like, how do you do his intro kicks? I need to learn these and have them properly done. Uh, I need him left-handed and right-handed because Johnny can do both. <laughs> Uh, and so, yeah, I've been working on that, working on splits, um, both legs. Um, Can so, you yeah. do the splits? It's, it's almost there. I'm, okay. I will rip my pants <laughs> yeah, right now. I wasn't going to make, I wasn't doing yeah, it. Yeah, I was wondering yeah, if you're I'm there in, yet. I'm in suit pants right yeah, now, no. <laughs> but, but I am literally like, I'm almost there. Damn. Yeah. That seems so hard. It is. And trust me, at 40, yeah, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. But it's just the thing, like, if I hear that fans want it, I'm going to be, I'm going to do my best possible ability to give them what they want. Also, Booster Gold. Like, I know there's a Blue Beetle 
there's a Blue Beetle movie coming out, and I don't know if Booster Gold is, is even a part of it, but I would love to play that character in the DC realm. Um, I see the things that John Cena has done with Peacemaker, and let's give it up for John yeah. Cena, because as Peacemaker, like, thing I loved about, and the genius of John Cena, is that when that, that uh, Suicide Squad came out, and all these different characters came out, John Cena was the only one that wore the outfit to every single thing, to every single, like, Every media. Day. Why Even did online, do that? even on now, the internet. Now, why did you do so that? So you would remember So the you would remember and know exactly who Peacemaker was before you even saw the movie. Yep. Like, that's the genius of John Cena. And then not only that, they were like, hey, we love this so much. Let's make a series out of it. And I watched the series, and I was like, this is John, thank you very much. <laughs> this is John Cena's realm. Like, it's his realm. This is everything. Like, when I saw that, I was like, this is amazing, dude. Yeah, well, he's definitely an inspiration to you guys, I imagine. I mean, yeah. he's been doing so good. I mean, that Even show the Rock, was awesome. Cena, Batista, you name them, like, they're breaking out. It's also cool to see that they're taking over different parts of the movie world, you know? Like, Batista's trying to do his serious acting thing. By the way, he, he just won an Oscar. Yeah, I know. Like, Army of the Dead won an Oscar because yeah. of the fans' vote. Yeah. Basically, the only movie that we probably all saw, <laughs> like, honestly, out of all the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I, I, don't, I didn't see any of those movies this year at all. No, I didn't see any of them. <laughs> Well, uh, we're at the end here, but I like to end every episode with a segment I call the finishing move. You already did this once, because I had you on the show before. So now I'm going to kind of flip these questions a little bit and start off by asking, uh, what's your least favorite finishing move to take from a superstar? To take? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, anything, you know, I don't want to take almost his finisher. <laughs> I'll tell you that right, right away. Anything where you're getting lifted, you know, eight feet in the air and dropped on the back of your, like, on the on your back is not a fun finisher to take. Yeah, I so, would imagine so, not. Um, the choke slam was always uh, a tough one, but honestly, if Undertaker's giving you a choke slam, it's an absolute freaking honor. <laughs> uh, who named the skull crushing finale? I did. I was trying to figure out uh, a name for it. I thought that was cool, and I don't know why. I thought I was like, I was like, all right, what is it? It's it's. Uh, it's like a full Nelson, and, uh, and, and I'm sweeping his leg. His skull hits the, hits the, hits the mat, so it's skull. Skull's pretty good. Okay, I'll do skull. And then it, it crushes your skull, and it's the final thing you'll do. It's a finale. It's like the finishing thing. It's a series finale. It's the, so there you go. Did That's you come how, up with it that quickly? No. Okay. <laughs> there, was a, there was a lot of names. Trust do you me. remember any of the other ones? I mean, Reality Check was always spun around. Like Reality Check has been like three different moves. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I don't remember any other ones now. No. No. Uh, and lastly, what's the most memorable time that you've taken oh, someone else's? Oh, best move ever. What? Best oh, that move was what ever. you wanted to call it? BME. Best move ever. It's not a bad name for a move either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not what's, really. What's I mean. the most memorable time that you've taken someone else's finishing move? Most memorable? Yeah. Jeez. Um, uh, off the top of my head, I mean, taking the rocks, people's elbow at Survivor Series when he hasn't come back to wrestle in like eight years. I mean, being able to like be in that first match, to being able to be trusted with that match, me and Truth, like honestly, Truth was a fun tag team partner. Like we had a blast. I mean, I got arrested in Cleveland and thrown out of the building. Like it was amazing. Like we had so much fun. And then to be able to, to go up against Cena and Rock in Rock's first ever match back, to be able to take the, the people's elbow was incredible because I mean, I remember being on the real world going home and being like, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? Looking on the shelf and there's a rock action figure and saying, I want to be a WWE superstar. And there I am like 15 years later in the middle of the ring in rocks first match back in eight years in a sold out MSG. 
It's insane. I get goosebumps when right? I hear full it's, story. It's full circle things like that are my favorite. So crazy. Hear, yeah, that's awesome. I love it so I mean, much. Another full circle, WrestleMania 27, I am standing in the ring with the WWE Championship, and I look over to my left, and my 10 friends that were in my living room watching The Rock in Austin for like the second time at WrestleMania headline, there I am headlining with the title, and I'm going up against Cena, and The Rock's part of it, and I'm looking over them and telling them like, dudes, we did it, like we all did it, because without them and their support, probably wouldn't be there, you know what I mean? Like, it takes a lot of support and a lot of positivity from your friends and family to, to get to where you want to be. You know, you're gonna get a lot of no's, a lot of nah, that's not gonna happen, but your friends and family that really truly support you and love you, they'll go, you know, I may not believe in it, but if you believe in it, I believe in you. And that's sometimes all you need. It's the most important thing that you need. That, I and I believe in you, Ryan. Oh, thank you, you always have, podcast. I know it, I know. And no, honestly, ever since TMZ, dude, I remember you were the, you were the wrestling guy, you were the guy that everyone made fun of, but <laughs> here you are. You have your own show, you're in, sitting in a ring, you get to do what you love, and you do an incredible job at asking questions. I see that you take passion at what you do, you don't just phone it in, you look for the, the hard-hitting questions that I say on Ms. TV, like I ask hard-hitting, like you do. You ask questions that, that no one else asks, and you're allowed to ask them because <laughs> you're given the platform. And so thank you for no. taking so much time, and it's good to see your career come full circle. Well, I appreciate you saying that, but thank you, really. Oh, yeah. And thank you all for coming out yeah. today. Give it up for the Miz, everyone. Yeah. All right, that's it. I'm done. We're done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this is Out of Character. Download the all-new Fox Sports app now.